Wake up. Wake up. It's time to get in the zone. Zone. The Race Rat Podcast talks about everything and with anyone to help you grow your brand and business. Here's your host, Evan Shepard. Hello, everyone, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Race Rat Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about what we might see in the future after COVID-19, after, you know, these cases stop surging, uh, if we have to go into lockdown again, uh, what kind of impact we're going to see not only on an economic and an investing basis, but also on somewhat of a personal basis, because I don't think uh, anybody has really ever experienced um, something like this in their lifetime. I know I was talking to my mom about this uh, a few weeks ago when she was saying, you know, I, I don't know anybody that's ever had to go on lockdown for an epidemic or a pandemic. Um, so we're in some very interesting times. And because of that, we're probably going to see a big drastic change in behavior that's also going to lead to possibly a drastic change in the economy. So we're going to be talking about that today. But before we get into this episode, I just wanted to remind you guys, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. On this podcast, we basically talk about how you can use content, your money, investing um, to not only build a future uh, life that involves an awesome retirement or an awesome future business, but also a life full of social and financial freedom. That way you're able to live the life that you want to live uh, on your own terms. So if you're interested in that, make sure you leave a review on the podcast, rated five stars. That's what helps us rank. And then I've also gotten a couple DMs asking how people can support the podcast in, I guess, a monetary way. And, um, you know, if you want to support the podcast, you absolutely can. Never required, but always appreciated. There's going to be a link down in the description of the episode that'll say like something, an anchor link that says something about support and you can sign up for a one-time or a monthly contribution if you do find these con- the content in the episode helpful and want to help out. But of course, never required, always appreciated. So getting right into this episode, how COVID is going to affect the economy. And I'm just going to be blunt. I have no idea, um, nor do I think there's really an importance to know why and how COVID might affect the economy. Because the reality is, is that the economy and the people involved in the economy are always changing, right? If you if you would have said something 20, 30 years ago that the companies that people would most want to work for would be Google, Amazon, would be Google, a search engine on the internet, Amazon, a former used book selling website, Facebook, some something with, created by a computer programmer in a Harvard dorm room. You know, all these major companies that are some of the top companies to work for in the world, if you would have told people 20, 30 years ago that their manufacturing jobs would convert over to, you know, computer programming and God knows what's going to happen 30 years from now um, and see what kind of companies arise and what sort of positions are there. Um, You see a lot of times in politics and everything, uh, especially Donald Trump, he's always talking about bringing back manufacturing jobs because, you know, people are scared. People are scared to lose their jobs and things that they've spent their entire careers doing. Um, And people think that they're going to lose their jobs to, um, you know, new technologies. That's not the case because new technologies are pretty much going to create new jobs in the way that we saw with Google, Facebook, Amazon, and so on. Um. And I, I thought this question was interesting. Um, one of my listeners reached out to me on Instagram, um, and you guys can ask me questions there. 
every week and I'll pick the one that I think is the most interesting and do an episode on it. Um, but I thought it was an interesting question because it's definitely something that I think a lot of people are thinking about right now. A lot of people are thinking about what's going to happen after this virus. Is the economy going to change? Or is my job going to be all right? Should I sell my house? Should I do all of these little things? And I think the most telling part of that mindset um, and the people that are asking those questions is a question that you have to ask yourself. And that is, what time frame are you looking on? Because when you look at COVID in general, it seems from a, if you look at it on a short term perspective, from a 2020 perspective, it seems like a very long time. But when you think about the entire effects of your lifetime, it's a blip on the radar and it will continue to be a blip on the radar as you get older. So the question you have to ask yourself, because a lot of these people are using the coronavirus and the risks that it poses to economies and personal lives, and they are kind of projecting that onto the decisions that they're going to make in their lifetime. But the problem with that is, is that decision is built upon fear. People are getting the information about coronavirus, and it's obviously scary, um, but they're getting this information from you know social media and news networks whose job it is to sensationalize and promote this sort of anxiety and fear to the point where they could turn a profit. Um, this is pretty much the reason that I don't, you know, I, I deleted my Twitter account. I don't listen to the news. Um, it's just a lot of wording and emotion and stories that are used to profit off of the way you feel anxious or scared of. And that's not something that I really want to put my headspace in. That's not really something that I think anybody should really dedicate a lot of time to. I think there's a difference between catching yourself up to speed and really uh, absorbing that information as if it's, um, you know, a Bible and really using the fear and the emotion that they are profiting off of you to dictate your decisions in your life. I don't think that's a very smart decision at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when we go to talk about COVID and its effects on the economy, I really think, especially for you know us younger people, um, given that the majority of the listeners of my podcast are between you know eighteen and their mid thirties, I think at this point in our lives, it's not super important to make any big decisions right now. I think what's going on is a lot of people are experiencing fear and worry. And if you follow me on Instagram, you would have saw a post I made a couple of days ago regarding how I feel about fear and worry. Um, if you have ever listened, Napoleon Hill, the guy who wrote Think and Grow Rich, he wrote a book also called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living or something like that. And in that book, he goes around and talks to um, some of the biggest business owners at the time, given, you know, this is the 1940s, 1930s, uh, when he was alive and in the prime of his career. So obviously the businesses are very different than they are now. Um but he went around and he was asking these business owners, you know, how do you deal with worry? What experiences did you have with fear and worry? And one of the biggest points he makes in the book is that fear and worry are usually a result of not having a plan of action, which is super important, right? Because when when do you feel anxious about an exam that you're going to take in school when you don't feel you've prepared enough? When do you feel anxious about giving a speech? When you don't feel prepared enough? 
When do you feel anxious about making, you know, a certain investment or really any sort of investment or decision in your life? Anxiety comes from not knowing, but that is a result of not being prepared. So when people let that fear overcome them and let it dictate their lives, then it puts them in a state where they get emotionally very sick, if not physically sick. Uh, there was a story in, in his book, and I haven't read the entire thing yet, um, but it's it's very interesting, and I'd highly recommend anybody that you know deals with anxiety or has a business that they're fearful of or just anything that they're fearful about making decisions about. It's a fantastic book to give some insight into how to overcome that stuff because that's something that I deal with as well. Um, not that I have anxiety or anything, but I am somebody who probably worries a lot. And somebody who really feels that they have to prepare for every little outcome, even, you know, even the worst of outcomes. Um, and sometimes it gets in my head a little bit. So the book has been very insightful for that. But there's a story in the book. I forget who the guy is, but basically he was, you know, businessman. And something had happened to the point where his business was in trouble. And he got into a very, you know, months and months of being almost worried sick. Uh, physically to where he was throwing up, wasn't feeling good. And in in that story, he had dropped from 175 to about 90 pounds where he went to the hospital and the doctor was like, you have ulcers, we're going to give you this medication to treat it, but it's basically, um, you know, it's something that you're going to have to, make pos- it might possibly kill you. There's not really anything we can do to reverse the ulcers, um, but they stemmed as a result of his stress. And so obviously that's another thing that he had to deal with that was very stressful. Like, am I going to lose my life because of this worry? How do I not worry about losing my life as well? And um, he was in the hospital feeling sorry for himself, feeling horrible uh, about his about his health and his situation. And he just decided, you know, I'm not going to stay at the hospital. And he told the doctors that he was going to be leaving. And they had told him, you know, if you leave this hospital and you go on and do your business, you're going to have weeks to live. And he said, okay. And he got up and he decided, well, if I only have weeks to live, I want to travel the world. I want to make the most of this experience. So what he did is he had booked a cruise ship to travel the world for for about a year. And he had arranged with the cruise liner and the shipping company to have a casket arranged on the ship. And in the case that he had died on the trip... They would put him in the casket in the freezing department of the ship so that his body would be preserved by the time the ship made its way back to America. Crazy, right? But, you know, he had he had basically gotten to the point where he realized death was a possibility. He got into the point where he realized and accepted that it could become a reality. And once he had done that, he said he'd felt about 50% better. Just just the realization of understanding the worst case scenario and being able to accept the worst case scenario relieved half of his worry and anxiety. Anyways, so he goes on this trip and within the, you know, he had met a bunch of people, traveled a bunch of things, played games with them, socialized. And he said about three weeks into the trip, he kind of forgot he had an ulcer condition, he wasn't taking his medication, anything like that. And by the time a year was over, he was back in America. He had never felt healthier. He had felt uh, re-motivated to continue with his business ventures. He felt healthier than ever, and he had put on 90 pounds on that trip. So he was back up to 180 pounds, 80 pounds and healthy again. Now, is that something that is um, 
you know, a modern health miracle? No, I don't think so. Uh, do I think that he was able to get healthy because he was able to alleviate his anxiety? Yes. Because, you know, not necessarily that the stopping the medication helped the ulcers, but ultimately what caused the ulcers was his stress. I mean, he was blowing, he was blowing blood vessels and, and stress was really, you know, taking a toll on his body to the point where he was possibly going to die to it. So being able to take some time to relax, to not worry and put forth a plan of action that accepts the worst case scenario is something that really helped him persevere. So I think when it comes to investing, when it comes to, you know, should I buy or sell my house? Should I do all these things that people are really making? If you're going to use COVID-19 to justify that, I think you need to take a step back and think about the long-term effects of your decision. Because the reality is coronavirus, the whole pandemic is a short-term thing. This will not continue for 50, 70, 90 years. We're not going to live in a Leninist, Stalin era where we all have to stay inside and every day and there's going to be a big brother type of thing. But I do think that the people that are going to come out of this short-term hardship are going to be the ones who are thinking the most long-term and the ones who are less concerned about worry and more concerned about temperament. Uh, Charlie Munger, if you know who that is, he's Warren Buffett's uh, business partner. Um, He is a very big person and somebody who really opened my eyes a lot to the importance of not only thinking long term, but also having a great temperament. And temperament is basically the ability to be patient and the ability to not make decisions that are emotional and quick. Um, when I was younger, I made a lot of decisions that were quick. I made a lot of decisions that were emotional. Um, you know, I mentioned almost every episode that I dropped out of UC Santa Cruz two years ago after two weeks of being there. And although I don't regret that decision at all, it was arguably one of the best decisions that I ever made in my life because there was a sort of intuition that was screaming at me that this wasn't the place for me. I don't know why, and I still don't understand why I identified it as the school that wasn't for me almost immediately. But I really believe that in people there is a natural instinct to where your intuition is able to identify things subconsciously that don't fit and that are telling you to go in a different direction. Anyways, going back to temperament, um, you know, Charlie Munger had talked about the importance of that. And I really think temperament is something that is really being tested in this time. In your investments, are you going to sell out of the investments that you just bought, you know, a month ago because you see the market going down and you're afraid that we're going to go test the lows of, of February? Or are you going to sell your house because you hear that there's a housing bubble and that, um, you know, you need to you need to get out while you can before it crashes 50% and takes 10 years to recover? Or are you going to be somebody who identifies the situation that there is a pandemic going on, that it could po- possibly cause risks to certain economies and certain businesses, and that eventually those businesses are going to come out stronger and different as a result of it. That's usually the approach that I like to take of it. Continuing on with sort of the Napoleon Hill thing that I was talking about, 80% of worry never comes to fruition. If you are worried about something, it usually almost never comes to the extent that you're worried about. And almost 80% of the time, there's actually nothing to worry about at all. 
So when, when you're talking about COVID and you're talking about certain effects on businesses and your investments in your job, your personal life, I think the smart thing to do is have some temperament and have some grit, be able to assess the situation, be able to recognize that, yes, there is some uncertainty in the world right now, but you let other people do the worrying about that. I mean, just go on Facebook, go on, go on Yahoo Finance, go on Twitter. Anybody, everybody and everybody has, has an opinion when it comes to COVID and the effects that it's going to have. But you look at, you know, some of the top investors, businesses in the world, and they identify that COVID is definitely going to have an impact on them. Some more than others. You look at Nike, Nike's revenue was down 40% from, from a year ago right? Nobody's buying Nike. Nobody's going to their stores, right? Because of the pandemic. You also look at Microsoft. Microsoft isn't very effective because Microsoft is a technology company and they do most of their business in relation to selling technology that people are always going to need or software, right? So when it comes to, you know, this whole, how is the economy going to be affected? Well, there's a couple things that could happen. You could have commercial real estate be an issue you know if companies decide that they're going to start moving towards a work to home work from home sort of thing and that 20 30 years from now the majority of companies and corporations are going to be having their employees communicate via zoom working from home instead of you know buying million hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate and having their employees work from there or leasing big properties that is something that could affect the economy i guess um as we discussed, I, I think we're probably going to see a change in jobs and, and certain jobs that are going to be created as a result of progressing technology. Um, but I really think what it comes down to is we're going to see a more individual focus on on the economy. Uh, we're going to see people that are taking their own investments into their own hands. We're going to see people that are working from home and not necessarily having to collaborate in in-person stuff that you know gives people the freedom to as long as they get their work done as long as they're able to manage themselves you know it doesn't really matter if they're working from 4 to 10 p.m or they're working from 8 to 9 to 5 or whatever um or if they want to work at 5 a.m and get off at 12 and then go get some fast food or whatever um you know but the answer is that there's no way to know and there's never going to be a way to know until you're actually there so why worry about it? Why be fearful of the future? Um, and I think that's a big mistake that a lot of people make is that they're fearful of the future. They don't know what's to come. They feel comfortable in knowing things. But if you ever want to become a successful investor, entrepreneur, business person, or anybody in their career, you have to be able to withstand uncertainty. You have to be able to withstand the pressure behind uncertainty as well. It's, it's a natural ability or it's something that has to be taught. If you don't understand the importance of um, delayed gratification, then it's something that you have to work very hard to understand. This comes in your career. This comes in your investments. This comes in, you know, working out and eating healthy. The people that are the most fearful are the ones that don't have a plan and the ones that don't create a plan are the ones who are usually because they are too fearful or too lazy to have one, to have a vision, right? These are the people that like to settle for certain things, right? They settle for a job that they hate. They settle for a spouse that they're 
they don't care about. They settle for, you know, a home that they're not happy with. They settle for, you know, a body that they wish they could change. And I think it's really important, you know, out of this, I know this, this topic was supposed to be about like COVID, but I really think that COVID doesn't even play an effect in the long run. Um, or at least it does to a minimal extent. It seems like it's taking over our lives because it's the only thing that you're hearing about. But it's really important to be able to adjust to that and be able to recognize that it's a short-term thing and that your thinking shouldn't even be short-term. Your thinking should be long-term. And as as I've mentioned in many of my episodes, that was my biggest weakness um, in the past couple of years, you know, ever since I turned 18, was thinking short-term. Everything, you know, it's important to stay in the present, obviously, mentally. Um, and it's important that you attack everything that you have to do day by day. I think that's very important because, you know, if you were to, if I were to sit myself down a year ago or almost a year ago and tell myself that I wanted to start a podcast and that I was going to do it for 20 years, that's a very daunting thing to think about making a podcast episode, doing the social media posts, <clears throat> not getting the engagement or the results that you want or whatever, and having that delayed gratification for 20 years. That's a very thing. That's a very daunting thing to approach. But when you're able to approach it from a place where you're able to attack each thing in a day by day basis over the course of 20 years, that becomes less scary. You have to do this little thing or that little thing, and you have to make your own little daily schedule of the things you have to post, the things you have to do, the uh, SEO that you have to manage, whatever. Um, and you do little things day by day, and then it turns into a big result in the long run. But your focus should not be on your, your end result shouldn't be on the short run, right? Your thinking shouldn't be what happens at the end of the coronavirus when we all go back to work and, um, you know, everything opens up again and life resumes. Is that going to be different? Is the world going to change forever or is everything going to return back to normal? I don't know. I'm not a, I'm, I can't tell the future, but I can tell you the people that prepare themselves, you know, financially, mentally to be able to withstand the short term and really recognize that it's only a blip in the long term and that there will be many other instances, instances, I don't know if it's going to be another pandemic, but many other instances to where, you know, their, their short-term livelihoods are going to be threatened. I mean, that's life to the point where life is like a roller coaster, almost like you have these times where things are amazing and that you feel like you're on top of the world and other times where you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I took advantage of this little, little simple thing and now it feels like it's just dominating my life. If you can have the temperament to be able to withstand the pressure or the things that the media wants you to freak out about or that your friends, family, coworkers are super concerned about and you're able to push that aside and really recognize that how they feel or how another person feels or about what this big media company is telling me how I should feel. If you're able to push those things aside and you're able to create a plan that allows you to get to where you want from point A to point B um, in the long run, you know, long run, I'm talking having a vision for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years and what you want to become. And you have a plan of action to get there, right? Work backwards. I talk about that a lot in some of my earlier episodes to where you should be able to identify and plan 
what you want to do with your life, whether it's your career, where you want to live. And I think it's very important to be able to visualize that and have a specific image in your head of what you want. And then from there, you can identify, oh, okay, you want to live on Pebble Beach, right? Those houses are $30 million. You need to find a way to make $100 million in your lifetime. You're probably not going to do that um, thinking small or doing things or settling for certain jobs or careers, right? That's unrealistic. So you have to do things in a manner. Now, I don't actually want to live on Pebble Beach. That'd be cool, but I think I'd drive myself crazy after a couple months. But, you know, it's it's that plan of action of being able to think, where do you want to go? What's going to be in your way? Is the thing that it is in your way going to ruin your life? No, it's not. It's a blip on the radar. And having the temperament and the perseverance to be able to identify that COVID is short-term, that it's going to have some effects on the economy, most likely, probably minimal effects. But when you think back 20, 30 years from now, and you think about that time you went into lockdown when you were in college or elementary school, it's going to be something that was like, yeah, that was an interesting time. But life has changed completely. And my life has completely moved on from that point as well. You know, even look, look at, you know, the world in general, 70, 70 years ago, the world was engaged in a world war two of them within two decades of each other and i'm sure the world seemed like it was going to end there too where you have these massive countries that are bombing each other and invading each other and so many fearful scary ideologies that were arising at the time um and you look you look 20 years later 30 years later and all of a sudden life's back to normal you have a disco generation you have the stock market booming you have airplanes becoming more safe and life moved on and you know the people charlie munger warren buffett ray dalio all those investors businessmen um all those people weren't brought off track by the thought of you know world war ii or whatever ruining their lives it did for a lot of people unfortunately but the world as a whole recovered and i don't see how a pandemic is going to be worse than a world war um, as far as the effects that it has on people in their lives. Um, it's a scary thing. Lots of people have died. There are millions of cases. In, in my country alone, in the United States, hundreds of thousands of people have died. And it's super, super scary. And I, I really empathize with those families. And it's not to discredit the importance and the scariness of COVID itself. But I think it comes with the perspective of being able to think long-term, being able to think about how this will blow over. It's an important thing to be able to identify that this is only temporary and that your mindset should not only be focused on the long term, but that you shouldn't let the fear and the worry of the short term also dictate your life and the effects and decisions that you're going to make in the long term as well. So thank you for listening to this episode. I know it was a little bit jumbled. There was kind of a lot to talk about um, as far as how COVID is going to possibly affect you in the long term, about the things that might actually change in the economy in the short term, and why you really shouldn't worry or fear about it overall. Because the reality is, you're not going to be able to know. And so you have to plan accordingly and be able to stick to a plan that's able to withstand this pressures, whether it's COVID or anything in the future. So thank you all so much for listening. Uh, make sure you leave an awesome view and write uh, leave a five-star rating if you want to support the podcast. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We're going to have an awesome guest on next week that's really going to be giving you a lot of insight as far as entrepreneurship and leadership. So thank you all so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.
Thanks for listening to another kick-ass episode of the Race Rat Podcast. Make sure to leave an awesome review and follow us on social media if you enjoyed. Now get off your phone because it's time to work.